of your host, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And today we're going to be kind of diving into a whole bunch of new and current topics related to the college scene. Mm-hmm. So one of the, of course, big ones that's been all over the news lately has been uh, President Biden is forgiving $10,000 of student loan debt for people who make under $125,000 per year and up to $20,000 for people who received Pell Grants. Mm-hmm. And for college students, um, you're relief is capped at the amount of your debt right now so Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that like no more student loans you won't get any more student loans as of now yeah and uh, on top of that loans are still paused i think they're paused until the end of this month but i'm pretty sure since they're forgiving they're also going to be extending pauses if they haven't already until january of next year which is great um speaking obviously we're both college students right now and Loan forgiveness is such a huge part of the college experience mm-hmm. for both us and the generation before us, millennials. It's people are literally like drowning in their debt. Mm-hmm. So I've I've read on social media, predominantly TikTok, that like this is like forgiving for a lot of people like almost all of their student loan debt, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That right. These people were going to be having to live with debt for. 10, 20 more years, mm-hmm. and now just like this, maybe like five more years of debt, mm-hmm. and then they'll be free. Right, and I feel like as college students, like, we already have so much to worry about from, like, classes to homework to, mm-hmm. like, buying your groceries, and, like, because I know some people that, like, have full-time jobs, and they're, they've still been paying off their student loans from when they were in college. hmm So. Yeah, I don't even want to know. I haven't asked my parents if they still have student loan debt, but, like, that would... That's just another thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I, who was I talking to? It was one of my professors freshman year. So he's a little outside of the box because he got two bachelor's degrees and two master's degrees. So he went to a lot of school. Mm-hmm. But um, he was literally paying off his student loan debt into like his 50s, 60s. Like oh he, was in, he was in his 60s when he was teaching in my class. And I, like he like only like just recently was stopped paying his student loan debt. And like that scared me <laughs> going into my freshman year. I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. this is, like, it's because, you know, you're 18 year old, 18 or 17 in some cases years old when you're signing that first loan, you know, Mm -hmm. you you can't really process how much money that is. Right. Because, I don't know, I'm pretty sure um, ISU tuition is like, what, $20,000 per year? Roughly. Roughly. Like, that's a lot of money. Right. And we don't process it because, you know, we're... College students, mm-hmm. like, we're probably only used to, like, our savings account being in, like, the hundreds or thousands. Right. Single digits. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I want to touch on is, like, <clears throat> nowadays I feel like college is so necessary to, like, mm-hmm. you know, having a degree and stuff. It's become, like, kind of, like, customary. And it's, like, the fact that, like, they have not thought about, like, um, pausing student loans and Mm -hmm. like helping people out like it's just crazy or at least like putting a curb on like interest Mm -hmm. because it's it's absolutely ridiculous i was i saw a breakdown where it's like somebody owed a a large amount of student Mm -hmm. debt it was like a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt and after like 13 years after graduation they had paid all of it but because of interest they still had tens of thousands of dollars to pay 
But if they looked at the original amount, they had paid more than that. They, mm-hmm. If it, the student loan debt was like $100,000, they had paid $125,000 already. And they still had like $30,000 more to pay, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Right. And like that's like – that's somebody's like life savings essentially right there. Really? And it sets people so far behind mm-hmm. in terms of um, getting ahead, owning a house, um, settling down and starting a family. Right. It's just another burden too. Like when you graduate college, like you want to go figure out what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. And like for, you know, a lot of people, it's like if you have all these outstanding loans, like that's just another burden. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's cause I see a lot of older generations. I don't know if you've, um, been seeing this kind of stuff as well, but especially recently with the student loan forgiveness, older generations have been like, oh, back in my day, uh, we didn't have to ask for forgiveness for our loans. We paid off everything. And these, this generation's soft, they're weak. But it's, if you took out student loan debt for going to college in the 70s or 80s, let's say, or even the 60s, it was so much lower. It was so cheap. Like, it was so cheap. Uh-huh. It was only like $3,000, dollars mm-hmm. Yeah. When I had, um, when I was applying for colleges, my top choice was Loyola because mm-hmm. my mom went there, my grandpa went there, and my mom also went there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, when I was like, you know, coming down to the numbers and figuring it out, my mom's like, well, Loyola is like so expensive now. When mm-hmm. I went, I think she said when she went there, it was five thousand dollars. That's insane. And I remember, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like roughly four years here was going to be one year there. That's and it's just crazy. Yeah. Which it is a private college, but mm-hmm. the costs have, like, exactly what you said, like, the costs have just, like, completely soared from generation to generation. Oh, yeah. And it's just the whole way that, um, I won't say companies, but that's essentially what colleges are at this point, especially private ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they look at people for scholarships is so much different as well back then as it is now. And then wages are so much different, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of older people were, if they took out loans, they were able to pay them off a lot faster Mm -hmm. because we had livable wages Mm -hmm. in the sixties when some, a little bit into the seventies as well. And that, but that's also when the separation really took off. And now an entry level job that you can get with a bachelor's degree pays like a poverty wage. Right. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that's why I am a very vocal, very strong defender of student loan debt. Yeah. Um, of canceling it for mm-hmm. not not taking out more money. <laughs> but um, because, I mean, we're, we're going to get this into a little bit, um, talk about this a little bit more later in the podcast. But our generation specifically, and as well as millennials, have gone through a lot. Yes. In these past couple of decades. Um, we've, this, we're currently in a second recession since Mm -hmm. our childhood. 2008 was the first one and now 2022, we're experiencing another one. And, you know, I graduate college next year and so do you. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy to think that, um, you know, the economy might might not be better when we get out Mm -hmm. and having to look for an apartment in this kind of situation. Like, it's like, I see how much, and like, Oh my God, excuse me, I'm stumbling. Um, people spend so much of their living wages on housing right now. Mm-hmm. So, and food, like people are living paycheck to paycheck, especially students. And so it's so crazy to think that people expect us to get rid of our debt all the way. Right. Right it's, away. It's impossible. And like, if you think about even like the rent around here in a college town, like mm-hmm. it's expensive. It's insane. And like, you know, gas, groceries, 
your books mm-hmm. it's like i'm like i'm surprised like more like i feel like i'm kind of like i like spend all my money so quickly on like just stuff to like live mm-hmm. like your basics like food stuff for like classes that i need mm-hmm. because you know and like i feel like books too like are a big thing that yeah just everything in the market has been so gouged up and inflated mm-hmm. and our so it's Essentially, Gen Z, I feel like, has come to this realist, the realization that, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. So that's why I've seen so many things about, like, I get calls from my um, hospital that I owe medical bills, and I just don't answer them because mm-hmm. it'll go away eventually if yeah. I stop answering. And I'm like, like, that, it, that shouldn't be something we have to resort to, right. you know? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. insane. <clears throat> I, I, I do, I feel like our generation specifically our age has just been through so much where like think about like we had a, almost a year taken from us mm-hmm. like of a normal your typical college experience just from covid mm-hmm. and like getting sent home that I feel like everyone or like I feel like a lot of people are just in a mindset of like they kind of just want to like do what they can yeah exactly that's people and are like, focused on living in the present instead exactly of the future which I'm all for it honestly mm-hmm. Like you said, um, both of our freshman years were cut short, and mm-hmm. then essentially we lost the entire year of our sophomore year. Yeah, due to COVID, which is crazy. Going mm-hmm. coming back to school now, right? And there is no mask mandate anymore. ISU also um, removed the COVID nineteen vaccine mandate that they yeah. had, had, and the um, isolation period. Yes. So if you're exposed to COVID, you no longer have to isolate. You do need to get tested, of course. Mm-hmm. but you don't have to isolate anymore and you're expected to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. There is no enforcing policy, obviously, because ISU, due to personal privacy reasons, can't release who's been exposed to COVID. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, you know, it makes me a little worried yeah. that we are going to experience another surge. But mm-hmm. so far, so good. I do know a couple of people who have tested positive already. Mm-hmm. Um, just this morning, I also work at the television station. Um, somebody who was supposed to be on a training shift today tested positive and it's just i don't know like we said earlier our generation's kind of over everything yeah living through a pandemic for over a year along with the general population Mm -hmm. of the united states everyone just wants to go back to normal Mm -hmm. and at least pretend like things are back to normal and it's like right when things are kind of we think that it's about to be normal another pandemic ensues like i just read like there's another variant of covid in california right now and of course that's not making national headlines because nobody wants to hear it about it exactly which is understandable like it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot we've gone through a lot um for safety obviously we Mm -hmm. do need to pay attention to this type of thing exactly i think it was just no one could have expected that like the world was going to shut down oh no and i feel like since it has happened that's everyone's like the last thing that people want because mm-hmm. they're so scared of it. Yeah. Which, and, sorry. <laughs> um, no, kind of going back to how our entire sophomore year was online. I mean, that kind of does play a part when um, the topic of the student loan forgiveness because tuition was the same. Oh yeah. If I think if anything, it was increased. Mm-hmm. We had. A, I remember we had to like pay tuition like for the rec when the rec was closed. Yeah. The library was closed. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Which I understand that, like, tuition goes to teachers' wages. Which right. I don't think that any of that should mm-hmm. be changed. However, if I'm taking all five of my classes online, a full, full-time full student workload, 
I don't think it all should, should be $20,000 again. No. Because I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know if I remember everything that I learned that year. Mm-mm. The it's quality just, of education was totally different. Oh, absolutely. Which it's not on the teachers because, you know, Mm-mm. they were in the same boat as us. They had to switch to an online f- format, you know, at the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we did suffer from that. Oh, absolutely. And like we said, it's not the teacher's fault. It's the university's fault. But, like, at the same time, there were no other universities lowering their program. This wasn't Mm -hmm. just an ISU problem. It was across the country. It's just something that I think no one ever expected that to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, has that ever happened? Like, Not in our current time. The last, like, pandemic. Well, technically there was the HIV epidemic, but Mm -hmm. it was not given anywhere close to a COVID-19 response. Right. So a lot of people did die. And obviously that didn't affect, well, it did affect universities, but like, you know, not Mm -hmm. because we didn't pay as much as close attention to it. We don't know how much it is. Anyways, the last like big epidemic, big, big epidemic was um, in the early 1900s. Yeah. The Spanish flu. Yeah. That was the one. So we don't really have, and times are so different Mm -hmm, now. Exactly. Because we have technology, we can shut down and move online. Mm -hmm. Back then, they they did wear masks for it back then. Okay, yeah. Um, it was the same kind of thing and a lot more people were willing to get vaccinated which is why we don't see the Spanish flu as common anymore so mm-hmm. yeah and that was also a huge political divide covering it on campus at ISU mm-hmm. with the student media seeing so many different reactions I think yeah I think after the 2020 election oh, and yeah. then you know right into the pandemic like those two things I feel like really divided you know the country oh absolutely to where it's now I feel like in some in some ways I feel like you either have to be one or the other Mm -hmm. now and it's like I don't know I don't really think that's like I don't think thinking is one way or the other yeah it just it creates such a sense of other yes that people band together and hate each other Mm -hmm. it makes it so much easier to hate people that you've never met before right and like I pay a lot of attention to politics personally. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case for everybody. Right. And we can't force people to think one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's, that's Right. And I do think that one thing that does, you know, people, I feel like some people are less likely to, like, learn, inform themselves about top politics because a lot of it is negativity because it's one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Which is, is a total understandable thing. You know, we don't really need more negativity in our world. No. So it's like... I do understand some people not wanting to seek that out, but at the same time, like, I personally believe you need to be informed. Mm-hmm. I you would know. agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think that's why there's a lot of students hesitant to get involved in student government or mm-hmm. just to pay attention to right. student government mm-hmm. because they don't think it affects them. Right. Because they're not talking about super high controversial issues. Right. We're talking about funding for a building mm-hmm. or we're talking about um, a wage raise for mm-hmm. student workers in the cafeteria, you know? Mm-hmm. Some right. small things like that, which two regular students who don't have to work on campus or who don't have to pay attention to these kinds of things, or they're a senior and they're graduating, it can be hard to make things seem more important to you. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's understandable. That's why a lot of young people don't get involved in politics. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they just, all we ever see is older people on television running politics, so we don't think that it right. affects us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like also, like, you know, TikTok and social media has just, like, ever since the pandemic, like, that's 
totally transformed our world. Oh, absolutely. So many things are online now that I feel like 10 years ago we never would have thought. Oh, absolutely. Like, even just, like, when you go to, like, I remember the new, um, have you been to the new rooftop restaurant in Uptown? I have not, but I saw that it was finally open. Yeah, so, and, like, um, I have not gotten their food there, so I can't say (laughs) that, but their whole, um, ordering is totally online, and it's just, like, you walk up, um, on the second floor of the restaurant, and there's just a touch screen where you just order your food, and you put your card in and pay, and then you'll get a text when it's ready, and it's just, like, a little table that they'll put your food on and it's so depersonalized now Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy how like I feel like no like everything is so depersonalized now and like online and there's just less like face-to-face like which I do understand you know there is still a pandemic Mm -hmm. but I just feel like people like want to do everything online if they can yeah there's just such a social disconnect yes yeah which I think our generation has greatly suffered from Mm -hmm. especially the college experience is yes when people got on campus so our sophomore year was online but for freshmen that year yeah wanting to get involved on campus but having no physical way to do so because one of the biggest ways that people get involved on campus is um tables in the bone or on the quad festival ISU which is coming up this week is huge for those kinds of recruitment efforts Mm -hmm. But when people don't have that personal connection to somebody or someone reaches out and be like, hey, I want you to join, then people, there's no, like, Mm -hmm. incentive for people. I remember sophomore year, um, I was in a sorority and we had to do recruitment and it was totally online. And, like, you still get to talk to everyone, but it's just that it's so different, like, FaceTime. It's, I mean, it's on Zoom, but, like, the -the over-the-phone communication is, Mm -hmm. you lose so much. Oh, yeah. Rather than being, like, sitting at across, you know, in person. Yeah. I joined the Vidette my sophomore year, and um, I was lucky enough that I joined the second semester of my sophomore year. I was able to come in person for my interview, Mm -hmm. all masked up, of course, but I was able to come in the building and meet, vaguely meet everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But every... Um, news meeting was held virtually on Zoom. All my stories that I did, every interview that I did was over Zoom or a phone call. Mm -hmm. It was so strange to come back last year and continuing into this year, and I I can actually set up in-person things with people. Mm -hmm. I remember I joined the Vidat the beginning of junior year, and it started off as, like, I would say 80% of interviews were all, like, Zoom, email, phone call, and it's, like, as the year went on, like, then I would get more and more in-person interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you get so much more out of a conversation with someone in person oh, absolutely. than just on Zoom. And it's a lot easier to, of course, read people's social exactly. cues and yeah. hear that inflection in that voice and be like, okay, was that sarcasm or was mm-hmm. that like just how they talk? It was. Right. It's so different now. And now everything's in person, Yeah, which I'm very grateful for. I'm mm-hmm. so glad to be back in a traditional college experience yeah it is nice and like yeah but now we might have another possible change to so far or actually the before we started filming today we heard that the first case of monkeypox has been detected in mclean county yes did not specify if it was at isu or iwu or just in mm-hmm. anywhere close to bloomington normal I'm thinking if it was, I know um, a girl who goes to Northern Illinois and they had their first case confirmed. I want to say like, I saw it a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, She had posted something about it and they all got an email through the school. Yeah. So 
Fingers crossed it's not ISU. Yeah. I would hope ISU, if it was a student or a faculty member mm-hmm. who tested positive, that they would give us a um, community email mm-hmm. for just ISU students to be like, hey, we've had somebody test positive. And obviously be in clo- in, um, communicate with people who may have been in close contact with them. Right. But... Of course, right now we're not seeing any changes. They're mm-hmm. majorly different to classes. We're all in, well, I don't know. I wasn't going to say masking makes a huge impact, but if, you're, if you've are if you tested positive, masking makes a huge difference, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just so crazy to think. Back-to-back pandemics at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, we're not going to catch a break. <laughs> no, and that's why at the beginning of this episode, we stressed that our generation has been through a lot. So yeah. cutting us some slack would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's so crazy. And I really hope that um, monkeypox does stay contained and that we're able to um, increase distribution of vaccines. Yeah. And people are able to recognize the symptoms, which I want to take the moment to um, dispute any misinformation that may be out there that monkeypox only affects certain demographics. Um, it can be con excuse me what is the word it can be contracted by any um group of individuals no matter your sexuality no matter your gender orientation no matter your race creed or ethnicity so just be aware if you notice somebody who has i wouldn't say you know avoid people just based on how they look but you know recognize the symptoms of somebody who's sick Mm -hmm. obviously not just monkeypox but covid is still an issue right and if you think you're sick yourself, keep a distance and go get tested. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Yeah, it is. And get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Science is there for a reason. It is here to help people. Have they, like, distributed the monkeypox vaccine to, like, everyone? No. The, yeah. it's I was going to say. currently contained. So this, okay. I don't want to, I was partially mad about this is a whole other topic because monkeypox vaccines are not currently available at ISU, mm-hmm. but they are in like major cities like Chicago and New York and LA where they've had significant monkeypox outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, they're prioritizing gay men because that is who traditionally right now who's the most amount tested positive, which I understand because if you get if you can get monkeypox, then obviously you're you're more likely, you're actually more susceptible to get it again, is what I found oh, out. okay. And the second time around, your symptoms should be more work, it more intense. Okay. So that's why they're prioritizing that group, because predominantly they're the group that's tested positive mm-hmm. um, first. But, and that's why, I'm like, I feel like everybody should be able to get it. Yeah. But I understand why they're prioritizing people mm-hmm. who it may It is similar been. to, like, the COVID vaccine. When all the vaccines came out, they prioritized, you know, people with health issues, older people first. It's just, but, as we've explained earlier, I don't want that to create a sense of fear for right. people. That if somebody has gotten the lead to that pox stig- vaccine, that, yeah, stigma. Like, stigma, yeah. But yeah, if monkeypox, once the monkeypox vaccine comes out and it's more widely available, strongly encourage everyone to go get it mm-hmm. and continue to protect yourself and your friends and your family and your classmates. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for today's episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban, one of the news and features editors at The Vedette. And I am your other host, um, another news and features editor at The Vedette, Erin Gessert. Everyone give Erin a round of applause for her first episode of Tea Time. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) All right, we'll catch you guys next week.